Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. The Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. First come back. Give me a hell yeah. Welcome everybody back to the Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Burrows, and this is a first for us. We have our very first fan interview coming on someone that we met at RevPro last week uh, but I am also joined by my illustrious co-host Mr Adam Cousins. Adam how are you sir? Uh, I'm all right I don't know about my phone after blowing up all day. With Mate, I, I had to turn notifications off we somehow got 7,000 followers on social media today I have no idea what's happened but the uh, yeah the notifications went off mate it was uh, getting ridiculous uh, but no grateful for all the new followers and grateful for our amazing guest today someone like I say that we met at uh, Rev Pro uh, last week you can find him on Twitter he is Dave the Mark Dave how are you sir? Good evening, fellas. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. What, what a pleasure. Uh, no, it is our pleasure, mate. You are the first time, the first one that we've done one of these. We've got one of our fans on. Like I say, we met you at the amazing Rev Pro show last week. Um, it was myself and Adam and Rachel's first Rev Pro show. Uh, but Dave, mate, uh, how did you get, I get it all the time, oh, how did you get into wrestling? You still like it as an adult? Yada, yada, yada. But uh, where did the wrestling journey start for you, mate? Brett the Hitman Hart. Like, I think that's like the, the most common answer I hear from so many people. But I'm 36. I grew up here. Uh, I grew up without any wrestling whatsoever. Like we didn't have Sky, and that was the only way you could get it. Um, but my aunt and uncle had it, and whenever we stayed at their house in the holidays, we'd we'd get to watch it, and then they'd record all the pay per views and on like an old VHS cassette tape and send it in the post, oh. and like. Once a month, we'd get the uh, the tape day where it would come in. It's like literally like tape trading with your aunt, and um, <laughs> yeah. So we uh, from I the, the my earliest sort of memories are like nineteen ninety three. I would have been about six, so about my son's age, and I was uh, like Yokozuna and Bret Hart, like that feud. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, like literally the Hitman had me hooked. Just the best there ever is. Yeah, yeah, WrestleMania 10, wasn't it? When he beat Yoko for the title. Yeah. Got, yeah. Yeah, it's the same yeah, WrestleMania yeah. where he, he lost, one, to, he had lost one at to nine, Owen. Didn't he? he had one at nine and Hogan beat him, didn't he? Hogan, Hogan beat him. Yeah. Yeah, that, Hogan come out and the threw one. the thing in um, Mr. Fuji's thing when in uh, Yoko's yeah. face, yes. didn't he? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> that was that's, nine that's, and... that's the one that stands out in my head so much. Yeah, um, WrestleMania 10 was there, Owen. Yes, yeah. And then from there, it was kind of... we. I think we got Sky in time for the France 98 World Cup. Right. And that was just at the time of like the attitude era really kicking off. Yeah. So we we got I got to watch Raw every every Friday night, watching sort of like Stone Cold and Mankind and, mm-hmm. and the rock coming through and Triple H coming through and the whole Vince uh evil boss storyline, which was just amazing. And at that point, like and I think for so many people, WWF was the only wrestling I knew. I was the I was the only thing that existed um and I, I stayed watching it i stayed watching it a lot of way longer than like, a lot of my friends did um i stayed watching it through until about 2004 um like kurt angle chris benoit eddie guerrero the night where um benoit and uh guerrero won, both won big on the same night uh, at wrestlemania, WrestleMania, like, it was WrestleMania probably one of, yeah yeah 
probably one of the last ones that I've watched. Um, and then I properly like ducked out of wrestling completely and I didn't follow it at all um, until the most random event of seeing on YouTube that Goldberg was going to wrestle Brock Lesnar and just being like, how in 2016 is this something that's going to happen? <laughs> I thought these guys were long gone. And then you you click the video, you watch it, you realise they still look absolutely phenomenal. The match sounds exciting. You find out it happens. It's a like two and a half minute squash match. Squash the it shit just kind of got him, me. Yeah. yeah, it just got me like interested enough to start kind of dipping my toe back in. Um, I've got a mate who's watched it all the way through, and I, I just started texting him, being like, "Like, literally, fill me in on the last fifteen years of wrestling or ten. <laughs> it would have been about twelve <laughs> years, I reckon, at that point." What and did then, you make of the product when you dip back into it? From obviously going from the Attitude Era to yeah, the, yeah. We'll, we'll call it the modern era. What did you make of the product? I fell in love with Seth Rollins. Oh, I fell in love with Seth Rollins and Johnny Gargano, and it was literally just like the it was the stark contrast. I think for me was how in the Attitude Era everything was like these big sprawling brawls, and effectively you go back and you watch a lot of those matches now, and it is. Like 75% strikes, 25% moves. Mm -hmm. And then fast forward, and you're watching like Gargano versus Andrade, um, at the, the NXT takeover, and you're watching people like Seth Rollins and Finn Balor every week. Um, like the Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler feud that existed pretty much entirely on Raw. And you're just watching these like 20 minute matches every single week where they're doing things that you just never thought a wrestler could do. And and you and it made me fall in love with it again in terms of like, blimey, how are they doing that and not breaking their necks? How are they doing that safely? And then that um then AEW formed and AEW started, and it that was like the perfect time for me because the kind of the WWE like interest, I'd started to be reminded of the things that I didn't like about it. Like God bless him, but the sound of Michael Cole's voice. The, <laughs> the, the 90,000 camera cuts and things like this, they were just pushing me over the edge a little bit. And then I got this this whole kind of Cody and Dustin story that was sort of like, okay, let's let's hang around and see what this is. Um, and it literally just just spiralled, really, from there. I fell in love with New Japan from there, from through AEW, um, and that led me to Rev Pro. Um, you do realize you just insulted the host because we had a top 10 show. Uh, we had yeah, top, 10 top 10 commentators, right? And who did he yeah. have at number one? The GOAT, Michael but, Cole. But to be fair, it's not Michael Cole's fault, right? Like, the dude is incredible at his job. Anyone that's ever worked with him will say that. It's just, I just hear Vince McMahon. I just hear the voice. In we his, said that in on the review face. show, though. In the early days, yeah, exactly. you could tell he was being produced a lot. Now, not so much, because I yeah. think Michael Cole is, I think he can pretty much produce himself. Um, but in the early days, yeah, you definitely had Vince McMahon in his ear. I, I'll give you that one, but he's still to go. Yeah. And then I, um, so in terms of like Rev Pro specifically, I I, I went to a progress show um, just before the pandemic started, just as a, my, my missus got me the Jim Smallman book, I'm, I'm Sorry, I Love You. Uh, like, just picked it up in Waterstones. I read it over Christmas, and halfway through, I realised this bloke owns a wrestling company. It's based in London. Mm -hmm. So I thought I'd go along to a show, just sort of dip my toe into it, and then the pandemic started and everything closed down. So 
once it kind of reopened, I sort of committed to myself that I'll get back to a wrestling show at some point. And then I saw all the hype for um, High Stakes 2022. So last January, um, mm-hmm. Will Ospreay versus Michael Oku. Oh. Um, and like, I, I was looking at the cage match for it earlier, actually, because I was just sort of like reminding myself on what was on that first card I went to. And the three of the eight matches were rated by Meltzer as four stars or above. Bearing in mind that, like, he rates very, very few British wrestling matches. Um, because and it was just like, fuck he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. So it was just like a, uh, a perfect opportunity for me. And I went to that show, and then I realized that the following week they were doing a show in St. Neots, which is literally 25 minutes from my house. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'll, I'll dip along to that. And I think I'm, uh, I'm approaching about 25 shows since then i've been going the through the years. rev pro back catalog i don't think i haven't seen one that you're not at mate yeah. uh, I've, <laughs> I've, I've signed up to the uh, rev pro monthly subscriptions i've literally got home last sunday i was like i need to see more of this uh product i signed up to their monthly subscription and it, it's incredible i mean it, it's easily i'd say live it was my favorite show of the year so far what i went yeah. to last sunday i think I, I said it was better than money in the bank just being there and i've re-watched it back um are you been impressed uh dave by the standard of uk wrestling since me and adam started since me and adam have teamed up doing the hit in the turnbuckle uh quite a few months ago now we've attended quite a few uk shows uh i think rev pro are by the looks of it they are the bar for uk shows um, obviously, we've got Buckle Up next week with Ignite uh, Wrestling Pro. They are absolutely incredible. I've been to uh, Apex in Milton Keynes because it's literally 10 minutes up the road from me. But just tell us in your opinion, obviously, you're like a Rev Pro guy. I mean, for me, it was an amazing show last weekend. I've gone back through quite a lot of their back catalogue. I mean, little companies don't attract people like Will Ospreay, Michael Oku, you know, you could easier, me and Adam say this all the time, I could easily turn on WWE TV and see a Michael Oku. You turn on AEW TV, you do see a Will Ospreay. Yeah. I mean, just explain to us in your view and your opinion how big the UK scene is. Because it's my eyes have really been opened in the last six months. And I'm, I, you know, I, Adam will tell you, I'm always badgering him. Like, are we going to this show? Let's get to that. I mean, I'm coming back from holiday. I think um, Rev Pro are down in Southampton a few days after I get back. I'm probably yeah. going to get in my car and drive down there, I think, and just so I can go and watch the show. But just explain to some of our listeners and our viewers that might not know the UK scene as much as WWE and aw because like you said at the start that's all we've ever that's all we've grown up with but since the world yeah, of the internet, internet and stuff like that mate just explain to us in your words how big the uk scene is yeah well i mean first of all, i'm just going to kind of like do a bit of a comparison to it um when when kenny omega won um when he won the aw title and they uh, him and don Callis screwed john moxley and they said tune in on impact tv to find out what's happening next and I remember sitting on my sofa watching it with my missus and being like, well, we're going to have to watch Impact now. I need to know what happens next. And when I first went to Rev Pro, it was a little bit like that. I went because mm. I was getting a chance to see Will Ospreay. Me too. But it was it was everybody else on that undercard. And like the the opening match was Shota Rumino versus Yota Suji. Now, bear in mind, Yota Suji headlined Dominion, which is the second biggest event in New Japan, um, literally a month ago. Um Shota Rumino has appeared uh, on AEW. He is like he that he's been dubbed one of the three musketeers. He's effectively like the second coming of Tanahashi. 
And that was like the very first match. And like the standard was just unreal. You've got two lads who have been trained in the New Japan Dojo, which is like typically brutal and has like this ridiculous success rate for churning out like hugely pushed stars. And then it just it didn't stop. The second match had Dan Maloney on it and Callum Newman. And it was quite clear at that moment that Dan Maloney was further along in his progression than Callum Newman was. But for Callum Newman to be like in his early 20s and be doing the stuff he was doing, I was somewhat expecting to be going to a show which would be sort of like, you know, what I imagined a local British wrestling show to be. Mm. A lot of sort of like kind of pantomime and stuff like that. And it just wasn't at all. And then... Like Gabriel Kidd's on the show. Um, you've got Aussie Open and Sunshine Machine, who went for like 26 minutes in like an absolutely like, if that was on AEW, it would have got at least another half a star off Meltzer and it would have been four and a half stars comfortably. <laughs> um, and it was just like that sort of standard all the way through. Um, and then I'm one of those people that when I sort of dip my toe into something and I like it, I want to invest. So I was like, okay. They've got an on-demand service, seven-day free subscription. So I'll do that and dip my toe into it, watch a couple of other shows. And you realise like the the production is excellent. Yeah. Like the the like York Hall is this beautiful venue and it's got the big screen, it's got the pyro, it's got it's got the stars that I can merch. Like we literally met like in a queue to chat to Trent Seven and Shaw Samuels. Like that's mm-hmm. Amazing. But what you realise is all the little venues they go to as well have got so much character. And it's the it's the way that they everything that happens in Rev Pro happens for a reason. Mm. They're planning three months ahead. They're telling stories all the time. And it's they're telling stories that are on the same level as what we're watching people get paid millions to do on TV. But they're doing it in front of 200 people, 300 people, 1,000 people. And the more you invest in it, the more you're rewarded. And what I absolutely love is how positively all the wrestlers talk about RevPro. Mm -hmm. Like Osprey. um, So I saw Osprey in December when he wasn't meant to be on the show. Uh, It was going to be Zack Knight versus Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, and it was going to be, um, I can't off the top of my head recall what the second match, what the other like main one was. It involved um, Oku and Mills were having their blow-off match earlier down on the card, and they'd got another night. Oh, it was, Os- was going to be, um... no, scrap that, sorry. But the, the key thing is that... Um, Somebody had to pull out last minute, and it was just one of those ones where it's like, oh, we've just lost the big name. We've lost the big name that people had bought their tickets for, and then they replaced it with Will Ospreay versus Tomohiro Ishii. Wow. It was, sorry, I remember, it was um, RKJ was going to wrestle Great Ocon. Yeah. And RKJ broke uh, his forearm. Oh, and it was like, that's like the the championship match can't happen. Mm-hmm. But it was the way that they did it where it was like, okay, so we'll get Will in. And Will was literally meant to be on his holidays. He turned up and was just like, I'm meant to be on holidays. And I've turned up for all of you fuckers. <laughs> and it was just like, he got this like amazing reaction. Him and Tomohiro Ishii headlined it and went 25 minutes. And it was like, it was just exactly what you'd expect it to be. It was like a G1 match. 
but you couldn't have RKJ versus Great O'Khan. So rather than just, you know, have to scrap the plan, it was how can we write the next three months of story out of this predicament? So yeah. Zack Knight had to defend RKJ's title on RKJ's behalf. Zack Knight then loses the championship to Great O'Khan, which got paid off last week at Epic Encounter. Won it. Yeah. Yeah. And and with RKJ turning up to challenge Zack Sabre Jr. saying, I, I never lost my title, I'm the uncrowned champion of Red Pro. So yeah. literally seven months later, in that time, we've had RKJ challenge Zack Knight in Sheffield and they had a banger of a match where it was very much around the story of, in our family, this is how we settle things. We settle it in the ring. You've had uh, Great O'Conn being the the heel champion who's never around that kind of like Brock Lesnar-esque character where it's like complete disrespect for the title, as we saw when he sort of laid it down and stood his foot on it when uh, when it's meant to be this sacred title. And it's, it's really been a case of any time that, that they've had their back against the wall, they've come out fighting. Mm-hmm. And it, I think over like the pandemic, it would be so easy for a lot of these companies to withdraw and play it safe and RevPro have done the opposite they're mm. booking even bigger talent they're booking even bigger shows they're they're really really committing and you're seeing people like you're, you're seeing that paid back like Zack Sabre Jr and Will Ospreay don't need to be wrestling in England in front of a thousand people but they do it every opportunity they get you've got but you, then you've got this core group of Michael Oku, Connor Mills, Robbie X, Luke Jacobs Sunshine Machine, who haven't been around for a little while, but then Greedy Souls have been having their tag run. You know that Sunshine Machine will be back. You've got people, you've got that women's, I mean, that women's match we watched was absolutely fast. That was one of the best matches I've seen this year. Yeah, and you've got Alex Windsor, Sky Smithson, Danny Luna, Hyann, they're all like capable of leading a division by themselves and they're all competing for that title. You've then got some really good youngsters that are brought through as well. And it's something that I really love is watching back, you realise everybody that we've wa- I've watched for Rev Pro started off as one of their like young lions, for want of a better phrase, like they have in New Japan. Mm-hmm. So all the, the lads that you see at ringside who are setting up the ring and helping like manage the event, give it two years time and they'll be headlining these shows. That seems to be the pattern of the last 10 years. Yeah. And it's, it's like, it's really, really lovely to see. And then from like a personal point of view, I love being able to take my family. I love being able to take my kids to these events and they're made to feel so welcome. Like literally every, every, before every show, there's people on merch at halftime. There's people on merch afterwards. There's people on merch. No one's ever scoffed when you've gone up and asked for a photo. Everyone chats to you. Everyone, they're just top quality people and your fandom is rewarded. And I think that's something that, that could so easily be taken for granted, but it's not at all. You're like, you are very much appreciated as a Rev Pro fan. And, you know, what a year for it, given that they're going to be running the copper box the night before all in, which is just yeah, going to be great time, absolute charm. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, right. That's that's great timing. I mean, you're going to have so many wrestling fans in and around uh, London. Uh, Ads, do you think that Rev, someone like Rev Pro, could be like the English breakout AEW kind of thing over here? Like in the UK, this. Like, I mean, we've discovered in the last 
God, four or five months, how many UK promotions there are. I mean, we're yeah. going to try and get down to uh, Wells to watch Wrestling Carnage. We've got yeah. DOA Wrestling uh, down yeah. in Suffolk that you and I are going to try and get to. We just partnered up with them. But Rev Pro just seemed to be, you know, like I said at the start, you're getting people like Real Offspray, Michael Oku, just to name a couple. I, you know, could Rev Pro, they've taken it to the next level. We've tried it over here loads. We've had wrestling on ITV. We've had wrestling on Channel Four that have all been English wrestling. But for me, the like the online subscription and the like, like the whole thing like that, and the DOA wrestling have got they're, they're on Fight TV. They, it's so what I'm, what I'm trying to get at is it's so much easier now for these English wrestling companies to get out there. Your online subscription that you can start. Well, there you guarantee. I don't know how many subscribers Rev Pro have got, but if everyone's paying the six ninety nine or whatever it is a month. There's income. DOA Wrestling have got a uh, a deal with Fight TV. There's income. You know what I mean? It's so much better now than what it was. Like we started at the start of the show, we had WWF uh, on Sky Sports maybe once a week. And like Raw was on a Friday. This is the days before SmackDown. This is like we had WWF superstars. So, Ads, do you think someone like Rev Pro, the, there's no ceiling for them? They can go as far as they want. Yeah, absolutely. They, they can, they, I mean, <laughs> Oh, that one show just amazed me. From the moment we walked into that venue, I looked at you and I said, "This is going to be, this is going to be incredible." I think it was really nice and just sidetracking. And we we spoke about this that we that we sat right behind or right in front of the announcers, so we was listening to and you could listen to Geo and and people like that. And it was just for me that was that was more than anything else. But Rev Pro, there is no ceiling. Listen, if they wanted if they wanted a TV deal, I don't think it's going to be that difficult to get. I wouldn't think if they wanted to put it on, you know, British television for for want of a better phrase. I mean, the only issue that you would have is at some point, you know, some of these talents are going to be going off to potentially the WWE or AEW where they wouldn't be able to come over. But I don't see why they couldn't. <clears throat> mm, yeah, I mean, I I think the the ceiling is very very high for uh, Rev Pro. Uh, Dave, what do you think the future for for British wrestling is? Like you say, you attend countless events and rev pro like i said i go to apex what is the the future for british wrestling i mean i like adam says it's good to go and see these guys i mean uh impact have got new tag team champions where were they last weekend you know what i mean so they're you know um the ceiling is it, it, there is no ceiling i don't think for these british wrestlers i mean and they grind as well like we've got a few coming to buckle up next week one day they'll be in London, the next day they're in Scotland, then they're in Wales, then they're in Devon, then they're in, you know, they're in Cardiff. These guys and girls work so, so hard. Andy, just a quick side note, buckle up, sold out. Done. Wow. The last three tickets have been gone whilst we've been recording this show. Unfortunately, there is no more. So the likes of Oku and Mills, you will see that, well, the people that have bought a ticket will see them next week, but we are officially sold out. Oh, wow, over 200 people at our first wrestling event. Buckle up next week, uh, 23rd of July. Looking, oh, yeah, that just proves how big English wrestling is, right? Uh, they, you know, a venue, in Bo- a venue in Bournemouth. I know some of the uh young lads that were at uh Rev Pro last week, I got to chat to them. I know they go to a lot of the Ignite shows, they make that event, they're so loud. Them guys yeah. are absolutely incredible. They get all yeah. sorts, they get all sorts of chance going. I absolutely love them, boys. They are what wrestling needs, but there is no ceiling, right? Is there for British wrestling? There really isn't. And I think I, I, I was chatting to Eddie Dennis at a show, um, last summer when, when NXT UK went on hiatus <clears throat> and it was, it was really, really interesting listening to him talk because it, it wasn't like a, 
like an air of desperation that NXT Europe's going to start and going to book everybody back up again. It was more an excitement to be back doing what they've loved doing for so long. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, people often say things like, oh, like, I'd, I'd love to see that person in this company. And I'm always thinking, I'd just love to see RevPro grow even bigger. I'd just love to see more people getting to witness what an amazing product they already have. I think something that's massive for them over the last year has been the live streaming. Yeah, so, so if you can't make an event, they'd just film watch it live. The show. Yeah, they'd film the show and it would go up on demand within sort of like three to five days. Mm-hmm. Now it's streamed live and you get an HD version literally the next afternoon. So oh, if on a if on a Sunday I can't get down there, um, I haven't made it down to Southampton yet. It's on my hit list. It's a beautiful Funny. venue. Room in my car, mate. I think I'm going. <laughs> yeah, I'm really really keen. Um, so like when they're doing a Southampton show, I'll watch it on the Sunday, and then literally the next day you'll get the tweet saying that the HD version's available, and I'll watch that version like that that when I get home from uh, from work the next day with the family, and we'll all watch, sit around the telly and watch it together. Um, I think in terms of like like TV deals and stuff like that, AEW on ITV4 has really shown that there is a massive demand for it in this country. Yeah. And the fact that um, AEW is now more widely watched in the UK than WWE is, pure, from a sense that ITV, ITV is more yeah. widely available than yeah. BT Sport is. But it just goes to show that if you can have, you know, if there could be like an hour of RevPro, or an hour of British wrestling a week. Like, there's definitely a market for yeah. it, and it grows from there. Look at look at AEW. We started with two hours of Dynamite, and I think over this week, over this week, we've probably all watched five, six hours of it through Battle of the Belts and Collision and Dynamite. And and there's that demand, I think, for it because otherwise you wouldn't have seventy thousand people buying tickets to go to Wembley for All In. And you wouldn't have a company like Rev Pro booking a seven thousand seater stadium the day before it. And what what's I think find amazing about that is I remember the day the copper box tickets went on. Um, I, I get the the pre sale code, and you're there. You're, you're trying to pick your seat, and you're literally just watching the seats churn from green to grey. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it was based upon there's going to be Shingo Takagi versus Will Ospreay. Mm-hmm. It's like that. That's an amazing match. I cannot. I cannot downplay that at all. Like they've literally had five five star matches together mm-hmm. in their career so far, and you're guaranteed a six one at, at um, the Copper Box. But ultimately, one match is selling all these tickets, and now they're adding on. Now Zack Saber Junior has been added to it. Now Tomohiro Ishii's been added to it. And what? The, and again, something that I love is they don't just book big names from other countries and bring them over for no reason. Yeah, there's always like a reason these to people, what they're doing. Like Tomohiro Ishii, Tomohiro Ishii is a former British heavyweight champion. He's held mm-hmm. that Rev Pro title. Shabata's held it. Um, AJ Styles held it. Like they've had massive names all the time that Rev Pro's existed. Obviously the pandemic absolutely affected everybody and it, it, it would have taken them time to recover but what also I think it gave them an opportunity to do was realise that they've got some amazing talents who can be the next champions. If you look at like a who's who of, of, of Rev Pro champions, they're all massive names. But in the last two years, it's gone from Will Ospreay to RKJ, from RKJ to Great Okan, from Great Okan to Michael Oku. 
And for the first time, you've got a couple of young British lads as Rev Pro British heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think all everybody that in the Rev Pro scene is really keen to see get pushed. We want to see the names. We want to see people. I loved getting to watch Lance Archer a couple of a couple of months ago in Stevenage. Yeah. Like what a treat that is. But at the same time, I want to see the Rev Pro British heavyweight champion in St. Neots. I want to see them in Stevenage. I want to see them mm-hmm. up in Sheffield. Like hit, you know, hitting the towns for want of a better phrase. But ultimately. I think during the pandemic, they just they really got a chance to discover that they've got some serious talent already here in the UK mm. who are now like getting pushed beyond belief. And and you know, if you if you book a ticket to a Ref Pro show, it doesn't matter where it is and it doesn't matter how big the venue is, you're gonna get an absolute class show. Yeah. And you know that you're gonna get sort of like of the sort of like 10 names that are on always mm. around the Rev Pro card, you're gonna get at least half a dozen of them. And it's gonna be RKJ, Michael Oku, Connor Mills, Robbie X, Luke Jacobs. Now we've added in like Shah Samuels and Trent Seven have come back as regulars, but they've not taken anybody's spot. They've just added to the storylines. Just Leighton taken Buzzard Michael Oku, just like... taken Oku's belt and fucked off at the back. He's still well, running. Yeah, he has <laughs> done that. But isn't that going to be a beautiful match at the Copper Box when yeah. Michael Oku? Leighton Buzzard should be my favourite wrestler, really, because that's where I live. He's in Japan. Mate, he now. should be. He absolutely <laughs> should be. He's been um, and up in Japan. Tell you what, those boys that love to sing a chant, they do love singing. His name is a town. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. It's a it's a, it's a great town. But um... and I'll tell you what, that's something else that is, is worth noting. You, the more shows you go to, and you'll see this watching back on demand. The more shows you go to, the more you realise that they have like a core group of fans Following, who yeah. travel yeah. them, who travel everywhere with them. Yeah. But the number of I, I, I'm getting to a point now where I've sat next to so many people <laughs> where I've been like, we don't know each other, but we've definitely been in the same room watching yeah. Rev Pro 20 times before. And it's like every person that I've met has been absolutely lovely. And it's it's a really nice community of fans. And, and that's that's I think that's really encouraged. It's really encouraged by the company because the way that the wrestlers interact with the fans sets the tone for how the fans then interact with each other. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, most definitely. Well, D- Dave, if you ever need someone to go with, mate, just drop me a text. I'm always up for these red. Yeah, they've definitely now, got. Yes, been, mate, I love that. Those. Yeah, sure. uh, we're, we're going in. Uh, I know we've all booked up to go in uh, September as well. Two two nine. We're all we're all going to that. Sydney isn't a million miles for me, but yeah, uh, it's it's a credit to Rev Pro and what they've done. We really, really enjoyed our time watching them last Sunday. I can't wait to go oh, to, to more amazing. events. But uh, Dave, it's been great having you on our show, mate. Uh, you've made our job really easy, mate. I'd love to sit in here listening. Might get you to come on every week. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. me, 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 me and Adam could just sit here and uh, we'll let you do it, mate. It's been absolutely brilliant, mate. We've, we really, really loved having you on. Uh, tell our listeners like where they can find you on social media. Uh, you, how the hell you haven't got a job doing pr- proper photographs of Rev Pro? <laughs> I don't I'm know, mate. Because yeah, hey, some of the... need a podcast. Yeah, some of the some of the photos you've been banging out from their events, mate, as uh, as well has been is really incredible. But tell our listeners where they can find you, mate. Yeah, I'm on Twitter at Dave the Mark, uh, and uh, and generally in the front row of most shows. So feel free to come and say hello. Yeah, we we like, like we did, and then here we are recording a podcast. But uh, ads, we'll uh, we're going to be back with our usual shows next week. We've got raw reviews. We've got a a first. We've got Slammiversary, which was, by the way, if you haven't watched Slammiversary from last night, Jesus Christ, one of the I reckon that's one of the show that's up there with the Rev Pro show for me. It was 
incredible. Brilliant. I won't spoil it. Go and watch it. Uh, follow us on all social media at HTT Buckle on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, wherever you can find us. We're going to be there. But we will do this all again uh, in the next coming days. But Dave, thanks so much, mate. Keep up all you do, spreading the good word about the British resident. And we will definitely catch you at a Rev Pro show soon, my man. So take care. Cheers, fellas. Thank you for having me. No worries. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast. I've been your host, Andy Burrows, with my good friend, good friend, Mr. Adam Cousins. Till next time, everybody, buckle down. Stay safe. Hey, everybody. Thank you for checking out the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast. Make sure you go and check us out on all social media. Twitter, you can find us at HTT Buckle. Facebook, just search the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast.